It's Radbird. 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 Ah, good job, Radbird. Pulling up the gravel driveway into Camp Swampanomi, the entire family was eerily silent. The eerie part was to be expected, as the place was decidedly spooky. The silence was what was kind of unusual for Radbert's family. Oof, this place gives me the creeps, said Radbert's dad. I know, isn't it awesome? piped in Radbert from the back seat. Camp Swampanomi was set way back in the swamps of Louisiana. The gravel road that led to it was overgrown with thick trees that seemed to lean in, creating a dark canopy. Spanish moss, which is a kind of plant that likes to grow in swamps and graveyards, hung from the branches of the trees and made it almost impossible for sunlight to penetrate, even in the middle of the day. As Radbert's family drove down the road, they saw glowing eyes looking at them from the undergrowth on the sides of the road. As they drove by, they heard splashes as whatever was watching them hurled their bodies into the swamp before Radbert could even catch a glimpse. Um, probably just alligators, said Radbert's dad nervously. Just alligators? shrieked Eliza. What have you gotten me into? At the end of the road, they pulled into a large gravel parking lot. As the headlights from the car came to a rest, they illuminated a pair of monsters the owners of Camp Swampanomi, Barbie and Pops. Pops was at least 11 feet tall with red fur and large yellow eyes. As he waved and smiled, Radbert's family could see that he had large teeth and claws to match. He had his arm around Barbie, who was smaller and skinnier. Her most distinctive feature was her beautiful feathers, which covered her from head to toe like a bird. She had a face like a hawk, but she had arms instead of wings. Well, how would I do all this cooking if I had silly old wings? She liked to joke. Both Barbie and Pops were dressed in Camp Swampanomi t-shirts. Barbie also wore a visor, which shaded her kind, fast-moving, bird-like eyes. Barbie and Pops approached the car. <laughs> you must be Radbert. We're so happy you're here. Anna burst into tears. She was used to seeing monsters, but cute little monsters, and these were anything but. Oh, I, I'm so embarrassed. Anna, it's okay. It's been a long trip, said Radbert's mom. Radbert couldn't say anything. He was beside himself. Let's get Radbert's things. We're just about to serve lunch, said Pops very kindly. Do you like sushi, Radbert? We're having squid eye wrapped in rotten lettuce leaves. Oh, how fancy, said Radbert's mom as she leaned back to calm Anna and threw up a little bit in her mouth. Radbert, asked Barbie, would you like to bring your parents into the lodge for lunch, or are you ready to say goodbye now? I am a promising young monster with great potential, said Radbert. I'm ready to beat my destiny. Well, here then, Mr. Promising Young Monster, said his dad. Help me grab your duffel bag. 
Radbert's dad walked around to the back of the car and started pulling out diaper bags and coolers and old sandwich wrappers until he finally found Radbert's bag and sleeping gear. Everyone got out of the car to kiss and hug Radbert, except Anna, who stayed in her car seat. Even Eliza gave him a hug. Hmm, don't do anything stupid, Squirt. I wish I could say I'll miss you, but I don't like to lie. Radbert's dad looked nervous. Uh, we'll be safe driving out of here? Oh, yes. The watch gators will keep an eye on you, said Barbie as she closed the car door for him. They'll let us know if you get in any trouble. <laughs> See? I knew they were gators, exclaimed Dad. Bye, everyone shouted as they waved out the windows and slowly backed down the gravel driveway again. As the car drove away, Radbert felt a very tight feeling in his throat like he had swallowed an entire hard-boiled egg with the shell on. But he did not cry. Well, maybe he cried a tiny bit. After the dust settled, Pops grabbed Radbert's bags. Barbie took his paw, and they started their walk towards the lodge. She explained to him that he would be in the Loch Ness cabin, number seven, with four other boys. Six to a cabin, said Radbert. The brochure distinctly said six. Oh, well, aren't you smart, Radbert, smiled Barbie. Normally that's true, but you have Grimley in your cabin. Once you meet him, I think you'll see why there are only five of you in your cabin. It was hard to see in the dim light, but Radbert could faintly make out the outline of some cabins in the distance. Also, the silvery reflection of the lake through the trees. And he saw other cool stuff, too. Something that looked like a castle, complete with a moat, and another building that had a sign out front that said, Hall of Mazes. Here we are, said Barbie. Radbert looked up, and there it was. The Grand Lodge at Camp Swampanomi. In real life! They walked up the stairs together, and he released Barbie's hand as they walked through the big double doors. Inside, it was complete chaos. There were 65 monsters of all shapes and sizes, all from the ages of 5 to 18. There were furry monsters, and slimy monsters, and scaly monsters, and monsters with feathers, horns, teeth, and claws. And they were right in the middle of a giant food fight. To say that Radbert felt shy was an understatement. The whole room was full of rollicking, loud monster kids, and he didn't know anyone. He sure wished Philip were here. One monster in particular dwarfed everyone else in the room. He looked like a giant blue bull, but with paws instead of hoofs. He was so big, he took up the entire side of the picnic table all by himself. He stood half out of his chair to throw a biscuit at someone and almost hit his head on the high-vaulted ceiling. Take that, Norris, yelled the giant blue monster as the biscuit sailed across the room and smacked another monster right in the face. And that, said Barbie, is Grimly. We had to take the top off a bunk bed just to fit him in your cabin. Just then, a smallish dragon-like monster ran up to them. He smiled broadly and spoke with a slight lisp caused by his long forked tongue. 
You must be Radbert. I'm Kenny. You're in the top bunk, and I'm in the bottom, and we're going to be best friends. He grabbed Radbert by the paw and led him across the room to get a plate. After they filled their lunch plates, Kenny led Radbert back to the table to sit. This is cabin seven. We're the best cabin. Radbert looked across the table at Grimley, who towered above him. You bet we're the best, Grimley shouted as he pounded the table and sent all the plates, glasses, and silverware flying across the room. A bottle of ketchup sailed through the air and hit another monster in the back of the neck. Radbert clung tightly to his plate. I'm Radbert, pleased to meet you, he said as he stuck out a paw to shake hands. Huh, shaking hands is for weenies, said Grimley. We don't shake hands in cabin seven, do we, Kenny? Radbert felt embarrassed. What kind of a monster offers to shake hands? All of a sudden, he felt his feet leave the ground. We're more of a hugging kind of cabin, huh, said Grimley as he lifted Radbert six feet into the air and gave him a great big bear hug. Over on the other side of the room, Pops was calling everyone to attention. Quiet, I said quiet. Everybody needs to simmer down in here. We have a new camper who's just arrived. His name is Radbert, and this is his first time here at Camp Swampanomi. I'm asking all of you to be on your worst behavior. If I see anyone treating him less than monstrously, you will have to deal with me. Now, let's all sing Radbert the Camp Swampanomi song to welcome him. The boys all raised their voices in song. Some were high and wispy, others were low and gravelly. It sounded horrible. Camp Swampanomi, my home away from home. Camp Swampanomi, we're monsters not alone. Look down low and look up high, you'll see monsters by and by. Growing tall and getting strong, Camp Swampanomi where I belong. It was a beautiful song, even though the crew that was singing it was mostly out of tune, and Radbert felt like he had that hard-boiled egg in his neck again. He still wished Philip was here, but he was excited to see what would happen. Kenny introduced him around the table to the rest of Cabin 7. Russ was a hairy brown beast with horns, who said he was into sports, and Sven was a long, slender, yellow, lizardy-looking fellow who didn't speak English very well. Radbert couldn't believe how nice everyone was, but Kenny assured him they all did jerky stuff all the time, too, and not to worry. Just what you would expect from a bunch of monsters, he said as he smiled and threw a claw full of kimchi at Radbert's head. As Radbert pulled the rotting, marinated cabbage out of his fur, he thought, I'll fit in here just fine. This is not a tale on a dog or a cat. This is not a tale on a whale or a bat. This is not a tale that shivers when it's cold. This is just a tale untold. Tales untold.